Howdy campers, I'm Lauren Marie Taylor and you are listening to the Not The Final Girl podcast. My next guest is the fabulous Darcy DeMoss. Darcy is in the sisterhood of the Not The Final Girls as Nikki in Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Despite the superhuman Jason Voorhees played by C.J. Graham, Part 6 manages to have a fair share of amusing moments not usually found in the franchise, thanks to its writer and director, Tom McLaughlin, who Darcy speaks about during the podcast. Along with her stacked resume of TV and film work, Darcy is also known for her witty dialogue as Patty in the high school romp, Can't Buy Me Love. Darcy was so sweet to squeeze in our chat during the middle of a really busy day. So let's just ignore the audio glitches thanks to the app we were using and just get right to it. First of all, thank you again for coming on the podcast. As you know, it's a new podcast and I really appreciate you being here. I actually saw your movie at a historic theater in Pennsylvania with your director, Tom McLaughlin. And I just wanted to ask you, he is such a cool guy. What was your experience like working with him on part six? Tom is so genuine and kind and loving. It was amazing. I had the best time working with him. He and I are very good friends. He just came to my house to do photo shoot with me. And we had an amazing blast doing these campy fun photographs. Your character got herself into certain situations. And I was just wondering, did he change anything to be respectful towards you? Well, what happened was the producers realized there was no nudity in our film. So they made him come to me to ask if it would be possible for me to take my top off. <clears throat> in my love scene and uh, I said no my contract is already signed and I'm not changing anything he said I completely respect that no problem so fortunately our film is campy fun it has humor and no nudity and a lot of people have asked him why is there no nudity in it and he just wrote it that way that's terrific. It's so nice to hear that he was being respectful of you. In, Always respectful. Yes. In spite of the history of horror movies, including our own franchise, of having nudity. <laughs> I have to ask you about your kill scene because it was in a small space in an RV. How did they manage that? Oh, my gosh. It was, um, it was, it was tight. And, uh, you know, it feels like the Winnebago was moving. And it's not. So they had little strings on the things that were hanging on the wall. And they had um, where the where the shades were, they were moving them up and down to give the illusion of movement. And then when I go moving forward and go moving back, that was myself doing that kind of like it was I love Lucy episode. Felt like and it was really fun. That's great that you have the comic chops in order to do that, <laughs> especially in the middle of a horror movie. Did your scene Friday have nudity? No, I did not. Actually, uh, there was only one actress who had nudity and she went swimming Crystal Lake there. But I did not have nudity. My character was very innocent. And the closest that I came to nudity was changing into a pair of very ugly brown satin underwear. 
I almost would rather have done the nudity than wear the ugly underwear because I get a lot of mm, crap from other people about it. You should be signing those panties. Actually, I have. And I did a photo op with them, too, in Las Vegas when I was there recently. Before Friday the 13th, I know you have a huge career before, before and after that. What was your early career like? And are you from Los Angeles or did you move there from somewhere else? Based in Hollywood, California, and I live one minute from the home that I grew up in, my husband and I. <laughs> and so, so it's my neighborhood. It's you know it, my roots are here. My husband is a Californian native. He grew up in Beverly Hills. Did you start acting when you were a young girl or a teenager? I booked my first commercial at fifteen. Um, my childhood best friend is an actress you may know. Her name is Helen Hunt. Of course, and she she was a working child actor so I grew up on her movie sets so I really learned you know where to be um, how to behave and um, you know just the ethic parts fortunately I got a lot of good groundwork from watching Helen and I'm really grateful for that so um, I started acting when I was eight years old Helen and I were in dance class together and we took acting class together we were in Lauren Tuttle's class and I just, I, my, my first passion was dancing. And I looked older when I was younger. So it was, um, and my mother did not want to be a stage mother. She just absolutely was against it, you know. And so when I got older, in my 20s, I was literally, every time I turned around, I had pom-poms in my hands. And when I did Cap I'm Love, the two actresses that I worked with were 15 years old, and I was 23. I think in every actress's life, there's a part that got away. Have you ever auditioned for a part, really felt as though you were going to get it, and then found out it went to someone else? Mystic Pizza, Julia Pearl. And they, the director called me and told me he was really needed a more voluptuous, larger-than-life character. He was really, really kind and apologized for not hiring me, wanted me to know why. <laughs> it sounds like the director held you in high esteem to be considerate enough to let you know why he chose Julia Roberts for that particular role. Awesome. Let's circle back to the Friday the 13th and all of you throughout your career. Have you ever had a super cringe-worthy scene where if you see your movie or a rerun of a TV show that you've been in, and it's coming across the screen where you just say, oh, no, I can't watch this. Never. Never had a cringeworthy moment like my brown underwear moment? No. I am no, pink I'm, green with envy. I just, you know, it, it is what it is. You can't take anything back. Once it's out there, it's out there. So I just embrace it and move forward. Life's too short. I like that. That sounds like a personal motto that you might have. I do. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of going to conventions, when you went to your very first one, did you think to yourself, who are all these people? What was your reaction? Well, um, one of my dearest friends, Amy Dolans, was doing Chiller in New Jersey. And uh, I went out to see her because I happened to be in New York at the time. So I went out there and I was doing it and went, wow, this is really great. And of course, I'm also friends with her daddy, Mickey Dolans. And, uh, you know, I, I looked around, I went, I think this could be a blast. So um, her agent started repping me and I started hitting the circuit. And it's just so great to see these people that, you know, embrace the films that we've done for 
so long ago that um, yeah, I'm, I'm completely grateful and I have a really good time. You know, I get to travel, I get to meet new people and it's an adventure and I'm an adventure seeker. Agreed. What's the strangest thing you've ever had to sign? Hmm. Well, somebody asked me to sign their body and I wasn't really comfortable with that. So I decided not to. <laughs> I do have uh, a fan that has a huge tattoo of my face on his back. Did he show, well, obviously he showed it to you. I have seen it in person. Um, he's really shy. So when he met me in person, he couldn't really speak to me. But he's shown me um, photographs through the internet. So, In terms of seeing the list of actors that are going to be at these conventions, have you ever looked at the list and thought to yourself, I'm such a fangirl of this person. I have got to go to their room and meet them. Um, yes. And... Oh my gosh, I can't think of his real name, but um, he walked up to my table and I looked up and I thought to myself, oh my God, it's Flash in the flesh. For the life of me right now, I'm sorry, I cannot think of his name, but he was so nice and he asked me to sign something for him. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, 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 if I were you, I could feel the knees shaking behind the table. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, with him. And C.J. Graham, who played my Jason, oh my God, for the life of me, I can't think of his name and it's killing me. Uh, and I can't pull my phone to look at it because we're doing a Zoom interview. But <laughs> um, he was very kind. And they're both about 6'4". So, and I'm 5'2". I'm so I'm in the middle of the two of these amazing giants. It was a lot of fun. That sounds like it was a great time. Is there a horror movie, or not a horror movie, if you're not a big fan of the genre yourself, even though we've been in these movies, is there one of those movies where you could watch it over and over again? As far as horror films, not that I can recall. Uh, the Shining, incredible film. So that be my go-to horror film. Jack Nicholson, come on. Agreed. Here's funny. Totally in agreement with you. We actually watch it every New Year's Eve. Ooh, fun. We watch Breakfast Tiffany's. Sweet. If you could play any classic person in a movie, any character, what would that be? Speaking of Breakfast at Tiffany's. The Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> and I want Tom McLaughlin to direct it. Have you pitched From it to him? Oh, he knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is one thing that uh, fans would be surprised to know about you? I love to cook. I went to culinary school and I can make anything in my kitchen. So sometimes I just turn on my music and have a little glass of wine and I go into my kitchen and create. Uh, I, I can do anything. I, I do a lot of Chinese food. I do the wontons. I do the dumplings. I, I, I do stir fry. Italian, French. Uh, just cooking is my passion. And I love to feed my friends and family. That's my way of showing my love. Have you ever gone to a restaurant, looked at a menu and said, I could make any of this and just not wanted to order and spend that kind of money? Uh, no, but I had my husband loved stuff. Uh, it was shrimp stuffed with crab meat and I tried it and I went home and duplicated the recipe. So I can taste, I, I can't look at it and replicate it, but I can taste it and look at it and then, and then make it happen. Amazing palate. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You have something coming out very soon and it's called Friday the 13th Vengeance 2 Bloodlines. I love the tagline, which is legends are worth dying for. Family is worth killing for. 
How did you get involved with this project and how much can you tell us without being a spoiler? Well, Peter Anthony contacted me and, um, you know, they were talking about bringing me back and then they went back and forth. Did she, she die? We never saw her lifeless body. So um, they did, they brought me back. So I'm reprising my role as Nikki 35 years later. When the film comes out, it'll be 36 years later. And uh, I can't say much more than that, except for it's going to be a good, a really good one. It's a wild ride and stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. And when does that come out? Do, do they have a date? I believe April, April or early May. Where was it shot? Seattle, Washington. Incredible crew, incredible cast, just the producers, everybody fantastic. And Tom McLaughlin is in it. He's and in it? Grant, and they're acting in it. Correct. Yes. So it, it was like a reunion. What else do you have coming up that we can look for? Well, there's a project coming up I'm not allowed to discuss yet. Um, hopefully the beginning of the year. Um, I've got a lot of current conventions that I'm going to. I am in, I go to Santa Fe and then I'm in weekend in hell in Germany in the beginning of November. And then from that, I fly in to see one of my best friends in New York city. And then I go to New Jersey. So I'm a busy girl. Actually, it's (laughs) funny that you should say that you're going to Germany because I just got notification that I'll be going there too. Wow, I'm so excited. Yay! (laughs) Yeah. It's weekend in hell. Well, I can't wait to meet you in person here. What a great, great place to be. All right, Darcy, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got another interview coming up. Where can we find you on social media? It's Darcy DeMoss19, D-A-R-C-Y-D-E-M-O-S-S-1-9. And I have a website that's DarcyDemoss.com. And uh, I'm around, I'm on Facebook, so please like me and be my friend. (laughs) But I'm excited to meet you in Germany. This is so great. What a wonderful news. It's going to be great. I will say this, you're probably not a vegetarian, considering what a huge foodie you are and chef. If I'm going to eat bratwurst, what better place after being a vegetarian since I'm 17, what better place is to eat bratwurst with new friends? Well, I'm sure we can find you some vegetarian items. Uh, We'll go hunting together. It sounds like a plan. Thank you, Darcy. You are beautiful. (laughs) You're beautiful and awesome. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate meeting you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you in person, giving you a great big hug. Same here. I'm blowing you kisses through the uh, computer. Thank you so much. Stay safe. You too, Darcy. Thank you. See you soon. Take care. Safe travels. A big thank you again to Darcy DeMoss for giving us this time together. It's clear that she really embraces each unique experience throughout her career. I'll make a point of catching up with Darcy in Germany in November at Weekend of Hell in Dusseldorf, and I'll bring you an addendum to this conversation. I'm Lauren Marie Taylor, and you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Marie Taylor one that's the number one after my name, and check out my maiden voyage website, notthefinalgirl.com. You can also take a look at my new Facebook page, which I'm learning to navigate, and that is Lauren Marie Taylor Official. Thanks again for listening to the Not the Final Girl podcast. Keep your doors locked and stay out of the woods. Bye.